Hello and welcome to Tea O'Clock with Kella. Bring your tea and leave with more. Hi. Hello, welcome back. Another day. I'm saying that I've definitely just completely made up from when I used to watch um I'm a celeb, but you know how they have dingo dollars. Yeah. Go to whoever these- Yeah. Whoever like, the shack is, but didn't he like go to prison or something? Keith, his name Keith. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's Sorry. Just, I... totally so random and so left field, and has nothing to do with anything we've spoken about or are going to speak about. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I think we'll get a bit bad. I think we do. Yeah, no, he did. I don't think he did because he didn't get a replacement in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, no, I was just thinking though, because I had the shock of my life when well, first of all, I had the shock of my life when it turns out the clocks went back. Did they go back? Yeah, they went yeah. back. Because normally I look on the calendar when I see, but I think I was so busy, I just didn't look on the calendar, I just didn't think about it. I woke up at 7.40 and I thought, wow, I'm amazing. Look at you were getting up so early on a Sunday, go downstairs, and I was just like doing whatever and then I was supposed to be going out later and then I sort of said one o'clock on the oven and I thought I'm supposed to be at this place at one stressed right out and then I realized and then it was a day after Halloween I was sat in work and I was doing putting something in on my computer and then it said oh it's like second of November I thought oh my god first November whatever day I don't know I was just shook and then I went to the hairdressers and then she was like oh right have a lovely Christmas I thought oh my god it's next month sorry that was a really long rambling way of just saying I just can't believe where the time's gone I actually can't believe it we're now like the Christmas lights are up why are the Christmas lights up I feel really snuck up on us because it's been so warm recently yeah it's like all of a sudden it turned November 1st and everyone was like okay it's Christmas now I went into a coffee shop yesterday to go and sit with my book because I was like oh I need to have coffee something they were all wearing Christmas t-shirts. Every like fifth song was a Christmas song. And I was like, what is happening? What is going on? It's November. The beginning yeah. of November. Oh. Wow. But no, it's only about six weeks till Halloween. Oh my god. Not Halloween, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, because also with um I was gonna say about the reason why I was saying this was because that means the jungle is actually gonna be back on soon right yeah but i think that's always on near christmas a little bit later than usual because big brother is still on for another couple of weeks oh and big brother is on itv at nine o'clock and i'm not sure they'll put the two on together or is it on itv too i'm not sure but but Um. essentially the jungle is coming soon which means christmas is coming soon yeah the year is practically over I know, I feel really emotional about it. I think, I don't know, when, I, when you're not in uni, I think it's when you're in term time, you're really looking forward to, oh, break up and it's yeah. Christmas. But when you're not, then it seems weird. I just, everything just happens so quickly. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow oh, down. Yeah. I'm not ready for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sure we can segue passage of time somehow into Happy Place by Emily Henry. <laughs> Because I guess in yeah. this book there are there are flashbacks to 
the beginning of their relationship and their relationship spanning over 10 years or so so yeah yeah that's a really bad segue normally with them no, but I think that's a good segue actually because I was very aware of that in this had their relationship was eight years long I just can't imagine being eight years what that's the whole length of time that you're in school and sixth form right wait how many years was it no yeah, that's not yeah. seven like year seven to year 13 it's like seven years. yeah so it's longer than that and so it, just, it took me a minute to realize that these were people in in their early 30s yeah I didn't really I just thought they were our age yeah but it's only when they're yeah. talking about college and like their jobs so much in the past yeah like, oh wait these two only got together at like the end of college and mm. they've known each other for a couple of years before that yeah and then like 10 years later it's mad mm, I know so I did find it all a bit disconcerting about how much I related to this yeah and then I realized that yeah it was they were in their 30s yeah and I thought oh no am I I'm a proper adult now. I do feel like we are proper adults now that we've left uni. Oh, definitely. We're definitely not 18. No, not anymore. No way. We are, we are these people because, they, they, yeah, they've left uni. Yeah. Also, I love the sprayed edges on yours. I know. Isn't it so cool? It was really nice. Um, This girl that I went to uni with gave it to me. She's lovely. Oh. Although I didn't actually read that much of it. Well, obviously, I have read Happy Face, but I mean, I li- mostly listen to it. I just also read it um, when I like the hairdressers, the yeah. actual book. But I might keep it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it was fun. Before that, though, are we talk about what we've been consuming? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's actually think what I've been consuming. Hey, Kerry, what have you been consuming this week? Have I spoken about Disenchantment, this series? No, you have not. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Yeah, because I'm going to make a chat about that. Um, so I think I've spoken about it on another series mm-hmm. because this is the fifth, fourth season of it has come out. Um, and it's made my day, made my month, my week, my year, whatever. Um, and it's an animated series from the producers or the people behind the Simpsons but it's a fantasy thing so it's quite different and it's a fairy tale but it's very uh much more like a dark comedy thing and it's just been making me happy it's my happy place and because at the moment I was thinking I've not really been consuming a lot I've hit an absolute reading stump I've not really been watching I just feel like I'm behind on watching things oh um, so I thought, oh my god, what have I been watching? But it's really nice in the evening. I recommend just to have on because there's only twenty minute episodes. So I've just been maybe just before I fall asleep, I've been putting it on, and I've really liked it. So um, it's just something funny and easy to watch. So I definitely recommend that. Hey Ella, what have you been consuming this week? Mine is kind of the opposite it's not funny it's actually quite stressful to watch um <laughs> it's the closest to a halloween film that i've watched this year 
Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I have seen this one probably three times already. So it mainly is a, it is a good film. Um, World War Z with Brad yeah. um, which is essentially about a zombie virus taking over and Brad Pitt is retired from working with the United Nations and he kind of gets roped into or asked to help figure out what's going on and try and find a solution to this zombie outbreak and it's a very tense film I I, I don't know if I've actually ever mentioned it before on the podcast maybe if so it would have been ages ago um but it's a really it like you it has you sitting on the edge of your seat the entire time kind of feeling a little bit stressed and anxious about what's going to happen the way it just keep it keeps that from the beginning all the way through this like two hour long film I think is very impressive to kind of keep your attention that sense of threat throughout um I'd say it's definitely up there in the zombie films that I've watched Mm -hmm. a very good zombie film yeah that's what I've yeah it's very different to our main episode um yes definitely thing. so we'll jump yeah. into something a lot nicer yeah not very tense i guess there are maybe some there are moments of tension but i think yeah true let's summarize in happy place which is emily henry's fourth novel it centers on win and harriet and they broke up a few months ago and Harriet's devastated it's all told from her viewpoint and then she goes on holiday to see her two best friends from uni and their partners and then when she's there she gets a nasty surprise because Wynn is there he wasn't supposed to go but he's practically forced to go by one of the friends and then they decide that they have to pretend to still be together and be in love for the whole time because they don't want to ruin the trip. And it turns out two of their friends, Sabrina and Arthur, they're getting married. So they think, oh, I can't ruin the wedding. But then as time goes on, then it actually isn't so fake anymore. And they are falling back in love and getting back together. And obviously they get together in the end. Uh, and... Mm-hmm. Throughout also it's cute, it goes it changes between being in the happy place and being in real life and so you get descriptions of what happened in the past of them getting together and working up to when they actually broke up. So it's really nice to your timeline and I yeah. think those are the main events. Definitely, yes. And also another reason why they don't want to ruin this trip is because it's Sabrina's dad's house that they stay in. Mm. He's selling the house and they won't be able to go back and do their yearly trips here. So they're all feeling yeah. sad and nostalgic about that and all the changes that are coming into their lives. So mm. that's another reason why they're, they're, they're like, oh, we have to pretend to still be together so that we don't ruin this for everyone. Yeah. These kind of fun things planned throughout the week so they they can do everything they want to before they leave tell me what did you think okay i rated it four stars yep and i saw you gave it three 
and I, I felt a bit sad because I thought we like, would get really excited about it. No, because I still I did still enjoy it, but I'm, okay. I'm no, but I saw. I will say, the main thing that because I, I was always tempted for five stars because I was surprised at how much I loved it. The main reason why I didn't though was because of what you said in your review about the ending being rushed, and I completely agree. It really annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. can discuss that in depth. Yeah. Definitely, but no, I've been such a snob and haven't read any Emily Henry books because I thought that it was. <sighs> the thing is, I love love stories, but tropes can irk me, and I find them a bit cringe. And Emily Henry uh, loves the trope. She's yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, oh, the whole idea of having to pretend to be together. I don't know, don't know. But actually, it was really, really cute. And I'm so glad I read it. So I'm going to read more. I mean, I did read the first four pages of Book Lovers. So I'm actually going to finish it. But I don't know because then I saw you give that three stars. But I have to say, I I do think I preferred Book Lovers. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, why? I feel like it was less predictable. Like it was still, still predictable. But there was, you could, it felt like you could see that she was trying to do something different. And there's a couple of, like, I don't know if you can call them plot twists, but like the little kind of reveals you get at like the beginning of like the third act of the book, like you have here with the whole pregnancy and mm. um, then finding out that actually Parth and Sabrina knew that the two of them weren't together. Those sort oh, yeah. of things, I think those form of reveals in the other one mm-hmm. are a bit more interesting and I think the ending is a bit better in book lovers so I think in this I'm still left with so many questions about how they're going to make things work yeah because I still feel like there's a there's a big gap and still a big amount of miscommunication between the two of them even though I know yeah, I agree. That. yeah I mean feeling a bit more like mm, yeah I thought to be honest um that until the last few pages I thought oh actually it's not gonna end up with them together Mm. in which case it was I I, yeah I felt like the ending was too rushed because if I was so convinced they weren't gonna end up together and actually they did end up together in the last couple of pages I was a quick turnaround I don't think they fully discussed everything Properly, mm. and it, it was it just did that annoying kind of epilogue thing where they say, "Oh, then I was holding my goddaughter, and my mom came out to visit all so my whole life." I'm not a massive fan of that, but it, yeah, I still I still loved it overall. But I just think that because it's such a slow burner, and you keep thinking, "When are you going to get together over the book or get back together over the whole book?" So then yeah. when it's just an immediate, yeah, we're back together, it's all sorted. I don't know, I can't, I... Mm-hmm. And that did feel a bit jarring, but I have to say, you can't, I don't think you can fault her writing. Like, there's something something addictive, I think, about the way that she writes, like, both book lovers and this. They're books that you just do not want to put down. Yeah. Like you're, constantly, you're constantly trying to kind of 
it's not like you're figuring out what's going on, but like you want to know. And the way she drip feeds you information is really good. And I think that works well with the dual timeline in this. Because sometimes, I know we've spoken about dual timelines before, sometimes they can be a bit jarring. But I think in this, you can figure out just enough through it and you see the kind of echoes of what she'll say about something in the present that she then rehashes later when talking about one of the past moments. And I think that's quite clever how that all ties in and you're able to kind of build this picture of their relationship in a really Mm -hmm. clear way that is pretty insane to say that she manages to put a 10-year relationship into this book, but she does. And she does it well. That's why I think it feels so it's so jarring that the end feels so rushed within literally that last chapter because it feels like it's been slowly unfolding you've been figuring everything out and they've been figuring things out and it still feels like there's a lot of figuring out to do but you're not left with the sense that they feel that if that makes sense yeah yeah I agree with you but I love the way she writes I've devoured the book same I was surprised that the only cringe thing about it was the trope which yeah. is fine you've got to start somewhere but yeah, exactly. her writing is actually really good and yeah, it's really not like books. because when I'm reading Colleen Hoover you know it, you know how much I love It Ends With Us and Ugly Love actually so yeah, I mean, I I still I understand their place and I enjoy them. Yeah. However, when I recommend to people, I give them the caveat of the writing is really bad. Is so the names for a starter. Mm. Yeah, no, and the actual writing style is just. It's, I don't like reading it. It's really Wattpad esque. Well, actually, no, I've read some really good things on Wattpad, but do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, Whereas with Happy Place, I can't stop touching it. So this is so nice and tactile, so friendly. Yeah, boring. so fun. <laughs> oh lol. Um, but yeah, the, the actual writing is really good. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that there's. I wouldn't even describe it as chicklet. I think it's more uplit. But yeah. I think there's a tendency, and I'm trying to. Uh, my dissertation was all about trying to say that chiclet shouldn't be so disparaged mm. and and yeah I still have those associations in my head so yeah. I think because I knew it was a tropey romance I thought mm, it's going to just be not actually beautiful writing mm. and or lazy writing but actually it was really good I, I really like the characters and yeah. it was entertaining while also being quite um it it is some of the things that Sally Rooney did. It felt a little bit like American Sally Rooney in terms of actually talking about some other important topics, as in with uh, Wynn's mental health. Yeah. And that kind of thing. I don't know. It just, yeah, it felt like a, a classy Colleen Hoover or an American Sally Rooney. But I was really personally surprised and impressed by this. I think I can only really fault the ending. Yeah. No, and I agree because there's some really, like you say, with Wynn's mental health and the whole female friendship between the three of them. And yeah. They're all such different characters. 
the three of them. Yeah, okay, maybe there isn't so much character development out. Like, obviously, you get the most of Wynne and Harriet, but I feel like they are at the core of this story. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense that the others you only kind of get dribs and drabs, but I think there are still some really lovely, lovely moments where you see all of their friendships and how they all kind of coexist as a group and how they're trying to muddle through this kind of new adult version of their lives and they're sharing their kind of worries about like them all kind of disappearing and not having these same connections they had when they were at university together yeah like nice and refreshing to read to have them have these insecurities and be open and talk to each other about them and try and be there for each other even when their lives now look so different yeah like that's constantly. such a fair point yeah because I think that's another one of the reasons why I really liked it I do agree that there was a mega character development for the other two couples and I would have enjoyed maybe a bit more of that but then again I don't know because then it would be a proper chunky book yeah mm, yeah I don't know but yeah, you're so right. It's so nice when you have a romance book to have something aside from that because otherwise sometimes it's a bit too deep. Mm-hmm. And the friendships in it were so lovely. And especially as you said, the whole thing of growing up and growing apart. And I think because we can relate to that so much. We're obviously we're not growing apart, but we just don't get to see each other as much anymore. Yeah, having that so I was, yeah. you your so I was thinking about our friendship, our uni group friendship, reading it. I, I mean it's relatable for so many adults because when you're little, all your friendships are concentrated in one place at school. Yeah. And it's not like that as adults, obviously. Yeah, so, it's so different. And no one teaches yeah. you how to deal with that. <laughs> No, so actually that was a really lovely part of the book and I'm glad as well that I, I didn't get the fact that she was prioritising Win and her relationship over her friends because the whole point of them pretending is because she doesn't want to ruin the friendship group. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really lovely. Definitely, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I really liked all the um, flashbacks to when they were at uni together and when they shared their little flat in New York. It's really yeah. cute. You know when um, Sabrina blew up and was getting pretty noisy, we wouldn't make any plans if it wasn't for me. I thought, whoops, is that me? <laughs> I feel like every friend group has needs a Sabrina. Yeah. That's is it true? Yeah. yeah. So, I think so. Yeah, invite us to your impromptu wedding in mm-hmm. on a cute little island. Yeah. I need to find someone to get variety first for sure. <laughs> um, should we cut to the heart of this book to the romance and yeah. the relationship between Wynne and Harriet? Yeah. Side note, what kind of name is Wynne? Because his full name is The like... name of a winner. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen the little um, <laughs> action that Kerry did with that. That was very funny. Um, <laughs> it just seems like such a strange name, but and it doesn't really fit his kind of I... pumpkin kind of family. 
Oh, do you know what's interesting though? I feel so mean saying this, but oh no, I feel like I can't say this. I Harriet's not my favorite name. It's no. fine. I'm sure those people don't like my name. But I think so, I don't know. I on the whole, I don't think the names were great in this. But that's just like a little side note. It's so much better than Lily Bloom and Ryle. <laughs> Yeah, it is. So I don't know. Fun. I wasn't mad about when. I don't know. No. Mm. But that's I like I like Cleo and Kimmy. Yeah, yeah. That sounds nice. Maybe about. the book should have been all about them. There should be another book just about them. I wanted to see more of them because they were so funny together. And I think they're an interesting couple because, of course, Kimmy wasn't part of the kind of original friendship group as such no so much you could delve into and them having their their farm and doing all that sort of stuff like it's so oh, yeah I, I want to read makes, about their farm life it makes such an interesting story i think there's definitely should be a spin-off book about them yeah. i, I mean i like sabrina and path but uh, i feel like they're mo- the most conventional couple yeah and it, but they they see that like, you just didn't annoying. really get to see that much of their connection no like, they just kind of were a bit more of a plot device whereas yeah. Kimmy and Cleo was just so cute yeah so sweet yeah Cleo was a good character although I was thinking how awkward must Cleo have felt before Kimmy was in the picture and she just had to fifth wheel them I everywhere I know poor Cleo but she found her person so it's all good she did she did bless them yeah yeah anyway let's cut to the romance sorry we got sidetracked yeah. by names there are some there are some good romance moments in it i mean there are some tropey bits like yeah obviously the massive one the elephant in the room the way she uses the one bed trope in this is actually ingenious i think Going from the fact that every other time they stayed there, they would have the kiddie room, as they called it, which had the two single beds. They were like, nope, we're going to give you the biggest room, which has a gigantic bed. And also it has the bathroom, the shower in the room, like a fancy hotel. No no Mm -hmm. walls. And I was like, that is ingenious. Like, you could see it coming, but it was so good. It was. Um, that was the first thing that happened. I thought, oh, take that off my list. Check yeah. more bed trope. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute, though. It was cute. It was cute. And I thought you were going to say about the um, locked room trope. Yeah, I was going to mention the locked room trope. Yeah, when they're just stuck together. in the basement together. But and then you find out at the end that actually... Well, I love that the tropes happened on purpose from, yeah. from the characters. As in, not just from the author. I think that makes it a bit more fun. Yeah, and also it's a bit more meta, isn't it? A bit more self-aware. Yeah. Like, they know. Yeah, yeah, and I think Emily Henry likes doing that, adding that kind of meta element, because mm-hmm. you get that in Book Lovers, because, of course, both What's-Her-Face and What's-His-Face. Michael <laughs> Does it say at the back of... of- this oh, yeah maybe it does let's see Nora and Charlie 
Nora and Charlie. So Nora is a literary agent and Charlie is an editor. And Nora is always talking about about the different tropes and conventions in mm. in romance stories. Um, so it's a bit more on the nose meta, but mm. it's definitely better. But yeah, the lot seller. Mm. And then that ties in nicely with they do a nice kind of flashbacky moment when you're seeing them. And they were talking about playing a game of sardines and all the kind of what a loaded space that was. Yeah. Emotionally loaded space that is for the two of them as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. When I was listening to it, oh my God, because I've never listened to a spicy book before. I've only really listened to Litvic, I think, or classic books. Yeah, and it, it's quite yeah. listening to a book. Oh, like this. oh. I feel like your face just, even reading a book like this, you you catch yourself like smiling or you catch yourself like showing your emotions on your face as you're I'm just going, oh, when they were locked in together and when he was saying about how he actually, in in the past, when they ended up together, how he got caught on purpose because he wanted her to sit there with him. Yeah, I know, when he said that, and I was like... <laughs> Screaming, crying for him. Yeah. So, yeah. There are so many mm. moments like that where you're just like, like, you're so heavy, like, you don't care that it's tropey. Because no. it's there for the romance and it's mm. so good. Yeah, I just love it with the flashbacks. It works so well because it's so cute when they talk about it in the present. And then Wynn says, well, he explains things that make the situation even cuter. Yeah. It's really adorable. I love it. Like, I think when they're talking about the first impressions of each other, and then he's saying that he actually did know more about her before and he already knew that she had this crazy laugh. And he was like, yeah, and then that's one of the main things that made me fall in love with you. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, do you know what, though? I have to say, I was getting all butterfly and squealy throughout it, mm. but... I was getting so wound up at him because I just think it's just my pet peeve. I absolutely hate it when people do this, when they say that they can't be in a relationship with someone because it's it's not the right time. Then they've got, they're in a bad place. They've got stuff to deal with. That is just a massive pet peeve of mine because I just think, what if the timing's never right? That's essentially what he was saying. He was saying he was too depressed to be with her. But I just think, I was thinking in that situation, what happens when another bad thing happens because your life's not going to be plain sailing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, in my eyes, they pretty much split up because his dad died. Mm. That's how I interpret it. I know people will be like, oh, it wasn't just that, but I think that's the... Because that definitely caused a rift with the two of them, and they yeah they weren't really sure. Yeah, but then I think what's going to happen when it, when his mum dies? Yeah, and I well, agree with you with the whole. It makes me think of um, the Ben Platt song, "Grow as You Go." 
yes if you change is what you need you can change right next to me yeah where it's like because I think with relationships and things like that you've got to put the effort in and actively work on it Mm. and be invested and help each other through the good parts and the bad parts because like you say life isn't gonna always be smooth sailing Mm. and I think it's gotten to the point with the two of them where I think that was such a massive thing that happened that neither of them really knew how to deal with it but they weren't communicating to each other in the right way about it out of fear that they would say something wrong wrong. and that ultimately ended up making them more unhappy and then end the relationship and I guess he kind of admits that when they're talking about their breakup Mm. later where he's a bit where he's kind of explaining that he just felt like he had to just cut it all off and do that because he felt like he wasn't or in the right place but it's actually you want like when you're in a relationship like you're each in each other's corner no matter what yeah I am glad they got back together because I really do like them together. That was one of the other things that annoyed me about the ending. Is I, I don't think he addressed it enough that he needs to... He, he didn't. I don't think he was convincing enough about how in future if something big happens that he's going to communicate more and not leave yeah. her. I don't, I don't think he fully appreciated that he did that. Yeah, He was just... I, he, I feel like they were just saying... Oh yeah, we both have gone away and we're fine now. He's like, oh, now I'm not with you. I managed to get on antidepressants. That's the vibe I got. And it seems like there were mm. there were issues with the communication between the two of them that caused the breakup. But ultimately, I don't feel like those issues were resolved. No, I did they? Are they, they going to communicate better or not? Like yeah. Just because they opened up a little bit to each other doesn't mean that. I don't know. It it almost feels to me like. Like you say, if something bad was to happen again, what's to say that that whole situation wouldn't repeat itself? Yeah. That, even though they're in a different place now, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that their relationship is going to be completely smooth sailing. Yeah, I think they essentially said, they, he explained properly why he broke up with her, and then they just said, okay, now we know that we're going to get back together. Yeah, I felt there was there was no resolution. There was no actually working through. No, I don't think they have proven that they can communicate properly now. No. Because also he was being so. Well, I know it's the whole thing of, you know, he's just being selfless, doing what's best for her. Doesn't be selfish. And he's letting her go off and be happy. But when he was saying about, at the end, when he still wasn't saying that he definitely wanted to be back with her. Yeah. Not until when they were at the airport. He, I just didn't understand. I, I didn't understand why. Oh, I just don't get man. I don't get what he was saying. Why Why was he still so hesitant? And I know what you mean. Because it felt oh, like he wasn't... It felt to me like he wasn't willing to fight for her. Yeah. Point in this that's book. what I thought. I thought she's just told you she wants to be with you. And you've already sorted everything else. I didn't really get what he was waiting for. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know either. Mm. 
I say all of this, but missing, yeah, I, I don't they don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I want I want them to be together, and I do rate them together. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just how I I view relationships differently. In maybe they need to go to couple therapy. Yeah, I definitely do think they work together. Yeah, definitely. But I do I do find it weird that they had to grow on their own. Yeah, but uh, what well, Okay, whatever works for you. Yeah, I guess space is helpful, but then I feel like. I don't, I, I don't know exactly. But then, but then again, I still obviously really love the book and. Yeah, definitely. And I think. I, I rate them. They do work together. And like, so. you see throughout the entire book, mm. you see the kind of depth of love they have for each other. Like you can tell that they are each other's person. So therefore, it feels a bit oh. jarring when this kind of. When you have. Yeah their breakup happened and it's like well mm. surely if this person is exactly what you make them out to be why couldn't you deal with mm. this together yeah why don't you know how each other communicate like when she was telling him that she was just trying to act like everything was fine and he took that as if she wasn't bothered about the wedding it's like well if you've known each other for that long surely you already know that that's how that person would react in that situation. But also, I I don't understand why, if he's known her for eight years, okay, why did he not just ask her? Why did, why yeah. did he not just say, I feel like you don't want to marry me anymore because you keep putting the wedding off? Is yeah. that true rather than breaking up with her without asking her first? It felt like they didn't have that open line of communication you would expect. Okay. So I don't know. And I think that is part of the reason that I did only give it three stars. Yeah, that's another reason why I didn't. I just, I really, really liked it. But yeah, I think that's another reason why I didn't give it all the five yeah. stars. Because I, but yeah, I guess everyone just views relationships differently, obviously. So that's just how I personally feel. Yeah. Other people might and read we, it and be like, oh, that makes sense. It's like my relationship. So, you know, fair play. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. No, yeah, still other is going on yeah. in their lives and everyone feels differently about relationships and has different views yeah fair enough i hope that they're very happy together in oh yeah for sure this universe i mean what a whole uh, little life like he's making these fancy ass tables being a carpenter living in middle america somewhere mm. very wholesome very sweet and she's a potter and she's a potter <laughs> Anyway, do you know what I was saying today? I was just cry laughing because um, Alice, my colleague, she was saying she had the Harry Potter theme she'd stuck in her head. And well, she just said, oh, I've got Harry Potter music in my head. And I thought she meant the, um, what's our mate, Mamu, you know, the that yeah. remix. And I went to do it to her. She's like, no, no, stop it. And I just had it stuck in my head. And then I said it again. And I just couldn't. I just felt like I had to keep saying it and I was in, I just kept laughing because I was about to say it and she just kept me like, no, don't say it. And that's just come back into my head and now I just want to keep saying it. No, that's so funny. Yeah. Sorry, that's not, that's not relevant. I don't even know what... How did that come up? Oh, Potter. Potter. Yeah. I do find the pottery thing did feel a little bit left field. It was like, okay, we need to give this neurosurgeon a hobby that feels very grounding 
okay, we're going to make her a potter. And a reason why it's okay for her to now go back to Montana. Yeah. Glad yeah. for her, though. Good for her, yeah. Go on. Yeah, good for you. And I think the thinking about her job and pottery and moving to Montana and that lot, um, the family dynamics that you see with her family versus Wynne's family and seeing that, mm. I thought that was interesting. Seeing yeah. opposing families mm. they came from and therefore their view of family. Yeah, everything did fall into place pretty easily at the end though with her family yeah. when all of yeah, a sudden it, her sister was decided like, she wanted to be friends with her. Yeah. Which I guess it is really not. It is really nice that happened. I I don't know. I think I'm being a bit nitpicky, but, but no, I do. personal preference. Like you say, everything kind of slots in together quite neatly at the end. Yeah, I feel like there's still lots of loose ends that have just been like tucked away. Yeah, I said she had all this family trauma, and it seems like all of a sudden she quits her job as a doctor, and that's gone. I didn't realize she hated her job that much. Yeah, I don't think she realised she hated her job that much. Uh, slave, follow your passion. Go on. Yeah. What's well, like I mate, mommy? Sorry. Sorry. And I think there's there's an attempt to make comments about how work isn't your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's good. But I feel like that's just very kind of briefly touched upon. Yeah, true. Um, I don't. I feel like we've not spoken about the really romantic parts of the book, and I'm aware that we we don't, don't have loads of time. But I don't know how we manage to avoid that because that's my favorite thing about it. I guess I just I'm good at being critical. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but. There were some of those fake dating moments that absolutely insane, and it's so I I find it quite funny and entertaining because she she felt like she had to kind of lean into it even more to get a reaction out of him to tell that for her to be able to feel that he was as kind of angry and hurt by the breakup as she was, mm-hmm. and I thought that was an interesting way to do a way of having up. The fake dating romance as a way of her trying yeah. to get a reaction out of him to tell that he cared about the breakup yeah. and their relationship but just mm-hmm. all the time and I think he's such they always bag on about how he's such a physical person and it's how bit, I'm getting like, all... which I think works so well because otherwise it makes this fake dating even better because she was even like well the others are going to suspect something if he's not constantly, like, they're not constantly touching each other and something. Yeah. Like, he's got an arm around her waist or back of her neck or, like, on her leg or something. And I think it works so well. And when they go to the lobster restaurant and she wears that little dress and there isn't a chair and there isn't a chair. So Stop. Stop it. <laughs> I'm getting flustered. So and even when oh. they can get a chair and he's just like no you're staying here this this book did things to me i i want to go back through and read it and i'm gonna highlight yeah. these bits that was a lot that was doing it for me and the swimming pool oh. as well. Don't, i was about to say about the pool tell us about uh, the pool 
Oh, oh my god. It was just Joe, oh, even I was thinking as well, oh, all the sex scenes are gonna be so cringe. But you know what? They didn't really have sex scenes. There was just like little no. loads of sexual tension. Yeah. And I was if just anything, oh. that's more sexy, the sexual tension. Which was which was more sexy, yeah. When they go into the pool. And he, he just shoves her in and then she talks about them sinking to the bottom together and, and oh yeah, yeah. It's just them two. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Well, even when they're on the, the Ferris wheel. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. And then he's just so putting his hand on her leg and just getting up her thigh. That's the thing, because they were trying so hard to not give in to it. Yeah. So I just felt like the whole book was just the longest full play. For sure. Literally, because and I think you can tell that they've got such a kind of physical connection. You could tell that they both kind of didn't want the breakups and to have to be in such close quarters mm. and that temptation. So, oh, and when he and when he was saying things like when he went to shower in the shower where you could see everything from the bedroom, and she's like, "Oh, I'll shut my eyes, wait, look, he's like stuff you're not seeing before." And I was like, "Oh, Ooh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah." Oh, I should. Like, there was just so many things, and do you know, and but also it was just really romantic because he was saying about how he the whole like he felt lost before he found her and insecure and everything like, my reason for being oh. is for loving you and I was like oh. yeah he was like loving you is the easiest thing I've ever had to do or something oh, oh. Yeah, that is like every person's dream is to I know. say that to them oh, I'm I such a soppy day I didn't like mm. get these two together keep them together I know I was melting because he is so he's more romantic than she is. Yeah. When he says all the stuff about you, you're my one and only, whatever. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. So so many great moments. I know. I might once we get off this call, go through and find the favorite things because I was thinking that because I was listening to them. If I'd actually been reading, I'd be folding it over. Yeah. But I'm gonna go back through. I think, and so I might put them somewhere. Yeah, so people so can see. So many good moments. And even yeah. in the kind of flashbacky bits to when they were first getting together. And how the fact they essentially hid their relationship from all their friends for a year. Mm. And living with them as well. Kind of hot though. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, no, 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 no. Can I just quickly say, when they realise, just before they go to tell everyone that they are together... And they're just out in the street and he takes one a day and he's like, oh, no, there's no movie. I just wanted to take you out. And they're kissing and he says, I think I love you. And then she says, oh, I know I love you. It gives gives the same energy as Han Solo and Leia where she's like, I love you. And he says, I know. Like, I know that's (laughs) just straight over your head. But (laughs) no, that, that moment was really really sweet it was um okay you need to go out soon so i I feel like we should um wrap that's okay but i would despite that little middle section where we were having a little bit of a criticism overall Mm. we both loved this book oh yeah i really love this i actually think i would reread it yeah yeah like there's something so 
good about her writing. I mean, everyone loves a good romance story, and yeah, this is Emily Henry does it well. Like, I'll definitely read more Emily Henry, and I can't wait to hear what you think about book lovers. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it as my um what I've been consuming soon. Yeah, what you think about that? Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, would definitely recommend. Yeah, highly recommend this one. Well, I don't know if people now if they've made it to the end of the podcast have they read it but I feel like yeah probably but yeah but anyway but even if you haven't read it but you've listened to all this you can still read it and really enjoy it the kind of the the big plot points the little plot twists aren't really the main part of the story like knowing that they get together at the end doesn't yeah. in the book for you no because oh you can't expect they will I mean there's a Maybe what I thought, oh, actually, I don't think they are. But they try and have plot twists, but then they aren't even plot twists because when he was hiding something from her and it was just that he's got a different job. Yeah, literally. And it's like, oh. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but so... I'm glad because it was good he wasn't cheated on her or anything. So, yeah. And also, when she said about that something had happened with this other guy and I thought oh my god bless her I was thinking trigger warning yeah and then he, he gave a little kiss and then she said no and then he went and I thought oh but I guess that, that's good good yeah, bad that was just true. it but I feel like that seems to be what she does like she makes you panic about mm. what the big reveal is going to be and then it's kind of slightly underwhelming but I think that makes you realise how maybe a lot of people just in general life overthink all these sort of things, they always jump mm-hmm. into those conclusions when actually in the end it turns out that it's okay and it's something that could be dealt with. Yeah. So to end, super quick blonde moment. Blonde moment. Do do I mean okay, well I'm thinking Emily Henry, obviously a big blonde moment. How stunning is that picture of her? She is so stunning. Wow. Also, um, because we've already been talking about her loads, I just want to say about um, Leighton and Nikita on Strictly. Leighton, iconic blonde, when he's playing, everybody's talking about Shady. Everyone go watch their salsa if you've not seen it, because it's so good. And that's just all I wanted to say for the long moment. Yeah, they are absolutely Um, two of them. Yeah. But anyway, that's all for now, and we'll see you next time for a very, very exciting 100th. Oh. oh my god, I'm so confused with the episode numbers now. The technically, I feel like we've done because we've had mini episodes. I feel but like yeah, episodes I don't know. Up. This will be our 100th full, fully fledged full episode, proper big 100. 100, we've got some very exciting things planned for it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Big podcast blowout. Big podcast blowout. We're ready for it. Can't wait. Join us next time for that. Woo. Thanks for listening to Tea O'Clock with Keller. Join us next time for more.